You are listening to a new episode of the Game Deflators Podcast. My name is John, and I'm joined by Ryan. Hey, everybody here at the Game Deflators Podcast. This week, we're looking at three of the groovinest games ever for the PS2 in this week's Triple Threat Throwdown. Groovinest over grooviest. I don't know, man. <laughs> Groovinest is a better word. Is it even a word? It is now. Okay. Odd, but good <laughs> intro. Yeah. So uh, I don't know if this triple threat showdown's coming out before the other. I guess we'll figure that out. I'm, I'm gonna guess we already did one, right? For like a future episode, and this is a future future episode. So we're getting into time paradoxes here. Uh, so yeah, you probably already heard our other, and this is the new one. Yeah. So e- either way, it's a new thing. It's a new <laughs> thing or new-ish thing, depending on when you listen to it. Uh, so this week we looked at three games on the PlayStation Two, or specifically rhythm-based games. Put them against each other to see which one on the Mario Kart podium is the number one out of them all. I already know my number one. Uh, I'm sure you do as well, and we probably agree with it. But uh, I hope you have the wiki open for this first one, because I did not get to read the wiki on this one. Uh, yes, I do. So, Guitaru Man. This is... Or Guitaru Man, based on who's talking in the game. Or Guitaru Man. Yeah. Uh, developed by Innis, published by Koei and THQ in Europe. Directed by Yukio Shimomura. It is uh, originally released in the U.S. in February of 2002. It's a rhythm game. Uh, this is a really interesting title. Uh, it's got a whole bunch of stuff going on in it that may be kind of going over, uh, you know, the common man's head. But for anybody who is, you know, there for that weird niche kind of older PlayStation Japanese title, like this is like right up in there. It's got these goofy cutscenes. It's got these very like weird rendered 3d models that like almost kind of look toy like it's it's its own thing going on and it's um it's pretty interesting so story is about a boy you won and he is literally you dash one yeah yeah he's a descendant of the legendary guitaru bloodline or elon musk because of a child's name (laughs) yeah exactly and so he gets his guitar from his talking dog and he fights a devil and he fights some aliens and it's it's a wacky trip. Um, but it's definitely a good one. Like, I, I don't know about you. I've heard of Guitaru Man long ago. Like, this was like a game that I must have read about in Game Informer or something. I mean, you know, I was... Uh, I don't know. I wasn't probably too active in buying a whole bunch of stuff in 2002. I didn't have a whole lot of allowance money back then. So this was one that flew under my radar. But in the realm of rhythm games, this is one that I've always heard very good things about. And people that are very into rhythm games get very excited about. And after playing it, I think I really understand why. So my general experience with rhythm games years ago in this kind of genre... Uh, of Riven Game was Bust a Groove. And it was one of my all-time favorites. My brother and I used to play it all the time. I need to get new copies of that, actually, because I don't have any now. And they're expensive as all hell, too. But, uh, you know, looking at this game, I really didn't have any, like, 
It was one of those things that the title itself stood out to me. And that's why I knew about it. Uh, and seeing some of the, the colorations and gameplay, right? Like there was nothing else really stood out to me other than that uh, as a reason for me to even find interest in this. And so funny enough, this game is what actually sparked the great gaming pickup of 2020. Yeah. That I had uh, where it was just like thousands upon thousands of dollars in games that I picked up from this guy. And Guitaru Man was the game, and it was in a PS2 collection, and the guy wanted 300 bucks, and so everything totaled out to about $400, and I was like, okay, I'll get Guitaru Man because I really want it, I'll sell the rest, and I'll be good to go, and that was where it was the old, you know, the old age or age-old question of, hey, do you have anything you else have anything that you're else? selling? And then it just <laughs> blew up from there to yeah. the point where I'm like, Ryan, you're not going to believe this shit. You made like shit. three trips to that guy's house. It was like five. It was ridiculous, dude. Like, <laughs> And there's still stuff like I was going through, I'm doing the game audit, or I, when this episode comes out, I'll probably have completed the game audit, but I was looking at all these Japanese games I picked up from him. And dude, the Japanese games are like in the hundreds. Some of these titles, like it's ridiculous what they go for. So, yeah. God, there's probably there's more games I could have bought. Like I turned down a lot of Xbox games because they were games I didn't think that I, I wanted. Now, now I kind of wish I just would have bought them. Now it's a different tune. Yeah, different tune. Like I wish I would have got them all. Um, you made yeah. some other collector very happy. I guess. I mean, I gave him all the scraps I didn't want. So there was some interesting games in there. Some I already had, some I didn't, but they just weren't like higher value. They weren't Guitaru Man. They weren't Guitaru Man. Yeah. So that was kind of how I got this game. And dude, playing this game was amazing like it was so much fun uh diving into it uh i love the controls it's like at first i was super confused but uh for you know those listening uh and geez i didn't do my whole spiel on where they can hear us we'll do it right after this uh you pretty much hold the left analog stick in like there's several manners in which the game plays you have like a charge up mode where you play your guitar to charge up your health for battle against the enemy you're going to be fighting and then you enter the battle mode and then it's pretty much hitting buttons like the cross circle uh square and triangle and so you hit those buttons to dodge attacks and then you deal damage to the enemy with your guitar which involves typically pressing an analog stick in the direction of a line of music where you might hit x you hold it and you just kind of follow along with the analog stick via a line and a triangle and it allows you to kind of play the different guitar tunes and such. And then it goes back and forth, obviously, between battle and, and attacks until you beat the enemy. But it's super cool because, like, the tunes themselves are actually pretty catchy as you're playing it. Like, you're tapping your foot as you're playing. And it's just there's this crazy amount of color happening all around. Like, when we were um, battling the spaceship keyboard type creature, it was crazy. There was so much crap going on on screen. And you're just so in tune with what's happening. And it's when you feel that moment, like you ride that moment and it feels good when you're hitting it. Exactly. And there is multiplayer. So it's cool. So as you unlock or as you beat the story mode, you unlock more songs, build you multiplayer, which is pretty cool to go head to head. Uh, so I did like that piece, too. Uh, I would say as far as rhythm games are concerned, it was very easy to control this one once we got used to the analog directional aspect and the wiggle that you need for like reverb on the guitar. Um, I thought that the controls were very solid. Like it, it, there wasn't any sort of delay. Uh, it wasn't like when we played Power Rapid or Rapper One, where it was just difficult as all hell. Yeah. The passings so you had to be like absolutely spot on perfect. You didn't have to with this, and that was good. It had the the okay miss good and great ratings. As you hit things, it gave you your percentages afterwards. Like solid. And there's a story to it. Like as you mentioned, like you're this kid that has this lineage of guitar men and. 
uh, as we were kind of completing, there was like this organization that's talking about the Guitaru men and how yeah. like you're the last one and you're walking with your dog. I forget the dog's name offhand, but you're walking with him through a forest and you get like, there's this guy that kind of comes out and he starts speaking Puma. to you. Yeah. Oh, Puma. Yeah. And so you're just randomly in the forest and this guy's about to have a guitar battle with you. You're like, all right, we're good. We're going to move on to the next game. But I absolutely see myself picking this game back up to beat it. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's so different in the gameplay. I, I like how it has a structure to it. That's outside of just notes to a song, like your timing obviously to do notes to a song but within an attack and defense phase you have a life bar um you know it's also very different in that it has both like yeah there's the section where you're doing kind of like uh you know buttons sliding into the center of the screen you got to hit it at the right time but then you're also doing the tracking with the arrow to follow the path around and you've got to hug those turns just right because if your needle falls out you biff the whole note and you take damage actually when you do that yeah and then it eventually gets to where you know you do a little like in your guitar and so you've got to like wiggle it a little bit just right too like yeah, if you don't do it you miss right. it. yeah it's crazy and it's fun and it's it's different like I, I don't know why this didn't catch on more or become more of like uh, a style that people got into, I guess maybe, you know, maybe the weirdness of it pushed people away at the time. Cause like DDR is very straightforward game. Like even though there's like dancing and stuff going on, you know, that's all a part of that. But like being a superhero guitar guy, you know, fighting weird aliens and all the, like, I feel like there's so much lost in translation in these games where you would assume that, contextually it's going to mean more um and it feels very alive the world like we didn't see a whole lot of it but it was a very realized concept like so many games like this will build the mechanics and then you know everything else is just kind of slapdash on top and it doesn't need to really have any context but like you know it was like his his town and the people around and everything felt like of of a very directioned mindset. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I think overall review for me on this, uh, looking at it, the reception was around an 8.5 out of 10 on this game. Uh, I think we mentioned it was released in 02. Uh, I would honestly put this at a 9 or a 10, uh, given the quality of game and what we experienced. Uh, like, before, before Guitar Man or after Guitar Man, of course, came, you know, Guitar Hero. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think this right here might have been, in a sense, it might have been what kind of, you know, got that to be a thing, right? Like the guitar-based rhythm game. When did Guitar Hero come out? Uh, 2005, I think. So it came out several years afterwards. Uh, yeah. So looking at Brass Tacks here. Complete in box on this game is 110.86. It peaked at 157.90 in April of this year. Uh, a loose copy will run you at 88.45 right now. It peaked at 92.93 in July of uh, last year. And then uh, actually it was April 2022 this year at the uh, peak for the complete in box. I think I mentioned that. Uh, and right now uh, it looks to be kind of 
I would say it's trending down in a sense, uh, given where it was at its peaks in the last year or two. Uh, but, you know, all of that said, when you look at games like this, so Bust a Groove, Guitar Hero, you have things like Mad Maestro that are out there that are much cheaper. You know, 110 for a very unique game, I don't think is a bad deal for PlayStation 2, given the price of many PlayStation 2 games. I think this is actually just right when you look at the scale of how expensive PS2 games have gotten in the last few years. And given the obscurity of this title, I think 110 is actually a good price to... It's obviously would have been better for you to do it before COVID because it was a better price. I think it was like 40 or 50 then. But it's still worth, I think, picking up at 110 if you really want a complete in-box copy. There is the option of a PSP version, which I think you had mentioned yeah, was much cheaper. I was going to bring that up. So PSP version of this... 5185 complete in box 2799 loose yeah and you can pull off buying loose psp games like i feel more comfortable with that than buying just a regular loose disc yeah so you know you got a few entry points here 27 bucks for a loose copy on a psp 57 for complete in box it's always a good route to go uh, especially if it's the same game uh that's always good to go uh, with but you know uh, dude i'm i'm kind of sold on a complete in box version of this at i will say 110 this game Primo box art. Oh, yeah. Good looking sure. box art on this game. And, you know, I know that that really only means so much. But in my mind, like, if you are going to pick up, like, a, a high price target game, you know, this is a fun one. It's a good looking one. You know, it's... It uh, is held up graphically. It's one that people don't have. You know, a lot of people don't have this one. And you can play it with a bunch of other people. I think this is definitely a good collector game i think you could actually play with up to four players yeah it has the multi yeah so yeah this is one that i think is normally complete in box games like this that are like above 60 bucks i'm like eh, hesitant on this is one you should pick up for sure so yeah. i would say just right just right that's what i'm thinking all right. all right. Before we continue on, you can find this episode of the Game Deflators podcast on the app you're listening to right now, but you can also interact with us on social media at Game Deflators on Twitter, at The Game Deflators on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, Thegamedeflators.com is our out of date website. It might be up to date when this episode's out. We'll see. Um, but that's where you can find us. Uh, leave us a five star review, if not more. Next game Power Rapper to Rapper 2. I gotta believe, gotta believe that we eventually were going to cover this game. Yeah, I figured we were at some point. We got to get the second uh, version. We should have had Danny here. Oh, dude, we should have. Yeah. He well, lives he's... in Utah. Yeah, that's right. So We had a, so much fun the first time when we played the first game. And not because we all thought it was awesome, but just because we had such a hard time with it. And we had to hear the songs over and over and over again. Uh, Parappa the Rapper 2, I can say I think it was much better we actually were able to get through the levels. Um, I thought the music was way better. Visually, it's very much the same game. Um, well, let's uh, let's dive into the uh, development and stuff. Oh here yeah, too. yeah, yeah. So we got Nana on Shaw as the developer. Uh, it was published by Sony Computer Entertainment. It was designed by uh, Masaya Matsura. It was released in also uh, 2002 as a rhythm-based game, and it had a reception of a six out of eight. So, uh, story-wise, I assume you have the wiki up, but, uh, yeah. you know, I think I can kind of go on memory on this one. Uh, it starts out with, you are feeling super depressed because you are sitting in your home 
with a hundred years worth of ramen noodles that you have won, or really a cup of noodles is what he's got. And everything is noodle. There's noodle dishes everywhere. And it was so great when you first started with these noodles and now you're sick of noodles and everything you see is noodle. So he's sitting back at home and his girlfriend comes in. He's like, oh, this is the greatest thing that's happened to me. I think her name was Sunny and she's basically a flower. So a flower and a dog, the weirdest thing. So I don't know, maybe he pees on her. Um, so you're sitting at his table and she serves him noodles and he's like, what the heck? Like I've eaten all these noodles and I don't want to eat any more noodles. And she's like, you're such a baby. And he kind of like leaves the house. So he gets super triggered every time somebody says baby moving forward, that it kind of progresses into the game to where when you go into your first rap battle, uh, you hear the word baby and he just gets triggered again. But that being said, we walk into the uh, power rapper burger joint, which the burgers have now been transformed into guess what? Noodles. Noodles. So, of course, the spirit of the Power Rapper Burger joint comes out to teach everyone how to make noodles via rap. Or not noodles, sorry, burgers. Beard burgers. Beard burgers via rap. And uh, so, yeah, you rap to make burgers. And so that's our first one. And I will say, to your point, this was much better. It was catchy. Yeah. I mean, not that the music in the first one wasn't catchy, but, I mean, I dug it. Like, I liked the, you know... Flipping the burgers and, and doing the stuff. It was like, it's one of those games where, you know, unlike unlike with Guitaru Man, it's more of an anticipation because you're seeing what you're going to do and then having to execute it back time and time <laughs> again. You but said execute. The timing is weird because you're not necessarily timing like starting like you have to kind of time how long he's going to say the word and you have to kind of figure out like, okay, where are like the dips between the words that you're saying so that you can get the timing to all line up right. And it's very easy to be too early or be too late. And the game is, (laughs) it, it says that it makes it easier by simplifying it, but it just feels so condescending because it's like getting worse and then the whole screen becomes like in tra- it looks like they're trying to like dust mop around the edges of the screen there's like all these little tentacles i guess they're noodles yeah probably in closing around the screen and then if you get worse again like the beat just becomes so simple and you're just saying like one really boring dry word as opposed to having like any emphasis around it and so you're really incentivized to do better because it sounds way better when you're doing better. Guitaru Man had like, if you would miss the beat, like it would stop doing the like for the guitar part, but the rest of the music didn't change yeah. at all. Yeah, this one uh, I was reading in advance that one of the things they did was they they kind of cut it down to where, like you said, if you're getting worse, it simplifies it and it makes it to where you can kind of pick back up and it's easier and then it gets more difficult to the point where it needs to be, Uh, which is kind of nice because like the first one, you know, if you screwed up, you screwed up and you could go through an entire song and still fail. Yeah. Which kind of sucked. Whereas this one just allows you to progress. And if you fail, you fail and you keep going, but it doesn't say, yeah, just keep going through the whole song, hear the whole thing, waste all your time. And then we're going to fail you at the end. Yeah. So I kind of like the approach there uh, in comparison. Uh, you know, the other part, too, is uh, we had uh, Chop Chop Master Onion or Onion Master. I forget his name. Uh, but he uh, made an appearance as basically a 
kung like a, a kung love, fu kung love fu. guru yeah kung fu love guru that's what it was <laughs> something so like the that. whole song is about l-o-v-e yeah. which gave me like shades of it takes two all of a sudden like randomly i was well, watching i'm like this is it takes because two. it also had some honey i shrunk the kidsness going on in that same that's scene a, that's what it was yeah so uh power rapper's dad and i guess his scientist he's with um they <laughs> so stupid they have a remote and he's like press the green button and he presses it and it opens up a cat washer, like literally like a steam pot that has a cat that comes out of it. He's like, no, no, the greener button. And so there's like literally three green buttons. And he presses it and it, it turns on like something else. And he's like, no, the, the greener button, but square greener button. And so he presses that and it shrinks him. And he's like, well, I cut some corners, but these cup of noodles I have in my hand are fantastic. It's like, I don't care about the noodles. Like you just shrunk us. How do we get back up? And a remote's at the very top. And somehow that ends up being like, uh, chop chop master onion love song so it was kind of fun to play that and you're right like as you're progressing he's like nope getting worse yeah you're getting better and it just kind of tells you like okay you're doing what you need to do which is pretty cool so you know as far as one and two are concerned this is by far the more superior version not even because it's on ps2 and the graphics are better and the music's better i just think that they made severe improvements um you know or necessary improvements really over the first one and maybe even a second one because we haven't played that uh, that really just kind of made this one stand out for me in comparison. Yeah, I think that whatever our problem with the first one just not being immediately present in this one made it so much better of an experience that, you know, I really appreciate, I, I guess, just the, I don't know, the level of slack they cut you. Like sometimes these games, you know, rhythm games are about being precise. But like Parappa the Rapper is not a game that I think that I would ever be like challenging myself with as far as a rhythm game. So I think their ability to have a light touch with it is a lot better than getting frustrated on one song indefinite. And I think was there multiplayer in the first game? I don't remember that. Uh, I don't remember. Or if there I, was, we might not have done it. This one has multiplayer, uh, but we didn't get to we that. We didn't do it, yeah. but at least it's there. You know, so that would be another, you know, there's more there if if it wasn't there in the first one. I think it's interesting how, you know, this continues the story, I guess. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we find out not only is he Parappa the Rapper, but he lives in Parappa. Dude, I I didn't even know that was a thing. Like, I feel like an idiot. I don't know if that was mentioned in the first game or not, but the fact that he's Pa Rappa to Rapper and he's from Parappa just kind of mind was mind blowing for me. Yeah. When it was done. Uh, so, so I don't know. There this also has that really weird style to it. You know, this was another very I think all three of the games today have a very artistic direction. And I think that that lends itself to all music games. I think music games are often very, you know, out there with their style because, you know, those visuals are the only thing really associating you to like any of the character or anything because you don't have direct control over anything. Everything's very indirect because it's just timing and putting pushing buttons. Yeah, and so brass tacks on this one, we're looking at fifty three seventy nine for a complete box copy as of right now. It peaked at sixty six ninety seven in May of twenty twenty one. It's trending up right now. Uh, a loose copy uh, right now would run you about forty bucks. It's peaking at forty nine ninety nine in February of twenty twenty two, and that is holding its current rate of growth. Uh, you know, I'm a little hesitant on this one because you're right, it is unique, but 
there's only like really one Guitaru Man. Yeah, you have it on PSP, but like there's not a Guitaru Man one, Guitaru Man two, Guitaru Man like I don't know his dog's version. Like they have <laughs> the version of like Um Jammy Lammy or whatever it's called. Um Jammy Lammy. So you know I I'm hesitant to say like just right on this, even though it's unique. Uh, because I think this game was a little more well-known, uh, given that when you kind of look at Guitaro Man as a fixture in Sony and then Power Rapper to Rapper, Power Rapper was actually like an he was iconic... In that Sony fighting game. Yeah, he was an iconic character. Like, that's somebody you knew about. Like, how many people growing up with a PS2 knew who Parappa was compared to Guitaro Man? Yeah, for you sure. You know, like, so I think, you know, when you kind of look at it on that level... Uh, it's not as unique as Guitaro Man in terms of the character and what you're playing. So I do think personally, I think it's inflated at 5379. Um, you know, it's it's an okay rhythm game, but there's still a level of you know needing perfection to kind of do better uh, with the rhythm. Whereas like Guitaro Man has have the the multiple grades kind of similar to a DDR uh, that make it a little bit less challenging, but also a little more fun. I feel. Um, so yeah, I'm going to have to say this one is inflated, uh, but it's still good. So, I mean, if you got the money to throw around, like by all means, like pick it up. It's a cool piece. Uh, it's a cool part of like PS2 history in a sense, uh, as well. But, uh, I would say it's inflated. I've got to say, John, again, great box art. Yeah, that's fantastic box art. Yeah, right? this is a good one. Well, the PS, the North America PS2 one's different. That's Japanese version, I think. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh. The PS2 one is... Oh, that's like, the European cover art. Yeah, which is actually pretty badass. But the PS2 Bye. version is not that great. <laughs> Let's see here. Yeah, look up North America Power Rapper 2 and you're going to be very disappointed. And even a disc is not as cool. Like, at least the Chop Shop Onion Masters on the you know disc of the PlayStation 1 version... Did you find it? By the way, so uh, looking at Guitar Man... My phone Man, does not want to spell Parappa. <laughs> so just to go back to Guitar Man really quick, I looked at it uh, on howlongtobeat.com. Uh, again, warning, not a porno site. And it is like three and a half hours, I think, on that one. So I might pick that one up to play it, see how it goes. Yeah, definitely not as good yeah. on the North American one. And uh, taking a look at it, you can buy uh, the PAL one for a little bit cheaper. PAL one's like $2 cheaper for the complete <laughs> in box. That's good stuff. Uh, all right. Our next game here is Space Channel 5. I happen to have the special edition on the PlayStation 2 because I think it's the only edition on the PS2. Yes, for it North, is. For North America specifically. Uh, this was developed by United Game Artists, published by Sega. It was directed by uh, Takashi Yuda. It was released in 2003 of November, uh, or November of 2003. It is a music game and a reception of 7.5-ish. So, little history on this game. Uh, back when it was released on the Dreamcast, uh, the ask from Sega uh, to Takashi was to create a game that would appeal to uh, predominantly women, actually. And so... Uh, what he ended up doing was, uh, I think, a survey, actually, uh, with different gamers to see what they liked. And he found out that uh, a lot of women actually liked puzzle-based games, uh, and they did like rhythm. And then you had guys that liked a specific genre of games as well, like shooting and whatnot, and uh, level progression. And so what he ended up doing is mashing the two together to create Space Channel 5. 
And the the cool thing as well with like her her dress, for example, is like the orange color they have for Ulala is orange because that was the direction Sega was wanting to go with the Dreamcast logo and all that. So they wanted that coloration to kind of be with like the Mario game. Red. Yeah, they wanted Dreamcast orange, pretty much. And Xbox even though, Green. Even though they already had Sonic Blue, they had to go with yeah. you know. Dreamcast Orange with a new character who people weren't familiar with, which I think also kind of helped spell to the end of the Dreamcast as well. This change in direction and what they were looking to accomplish. Uh, you know, if they would have just kind of stuck with what they had, uh, I do wonder how history would have been. Um, but overall, I mean, you play as this character, Ulala, who is a reporter for Space Channel 5, and uh, you're kind of making your way through on, you know, on the site basically of this alien attack that's occurred and they're abducting humans. And your goal is to match their dancing and shoot the aliens with your laser gun. And uh, it's unlike the other two rhythm games. Whereas, you know, with with Guitar Man, you have uh, well, you're holding the buttons and playing guitar and you have your active attacks and the buttons everything's are flying on screen. Everything's coming at you. Yes, exactly. And everything's coming at you. Whereas like Proud Rapid Rapper, you are actively pressing as you go through a bar. This one is you're basically trying to remember the patterns that you were provided so it kind of reminds me of like donkey kong country 3 when i had to do the banana birds and it was like blue yellow blue red green yellow blue and you had to remember that pattern. simon says yeah basically whereas this is with rhythm yeah with rhythm this is if it's up down up down left right x or if in their case kick you had to go up down up, down, left, right, kick, right? And you had to match it exactly. And I probably didn't even match it just now in my own damn pattern. And it, it could even be like up, up, down, up, up, down. And yeah. you have to match exactly like that. And if you mess up, there's like no, very little forgiveness. Like, cause you like have like a flinch and then you're not reacting. Cause like as soon as you screw up, you're not hitting the next one in time either. So it's very impossible to recover. And unlike in Parappa where you had like, the guy does it and then you do it and you see what both of the inputs are. There's no visualization. It's just the aliens appear on that side of the screen, do the action and say the words as they happen. So you'll see the aliens pop in. They'll be like left, shoot, right, shoot. And then it cuts back to you and you have to do left, shoot, right, shoot. Exactly like that. But there's no, on-screen directions or anything there's no timing gauge there's no visualization at all to give you any idea it's purely just hitting the buttons with the timing exactly as you were just told to do and it leaves well you have to like it's truly a memorization aspect as well which i think is kind of the puzzle component that yeah. they're talking about but it's not a fun is puzzle. memory a puzzle yeah you have memory games that i would consider puzzles like the matching, like the memory, like you put down the squares or well, isn't a, game a puzzle or, something that you figure out and yeah, you have like to something figure, you memorize is like, well, you have to figure it out. Like that's what makes it a puzzle, right? Like there's a challenge aspect to it and there is an issue. Like you yeah, don't but if you know memorize it. a puzzle. You don't go back and do it again. Like once you've done a puzzle once, you've kind of unlocked the secret that it held. The puzzle has different terminologies, right? Like portal would, I would consider it a puzzle based game portal it's not like jigsaw puzzle. That's why it's called a jigsaw puzzle because you use a well, jigsaw to make the puzzle, puzzle pieces. As a puzzle, there's nothing worth revisiting about just pushing directions and hitting 
one or two different buttons. Yeah. Like, it's definitely not got... It's a memory puzzle is what it kind of comes down yeah. to. The music's decent. I like me some horns. I like me some big band swing. And that's kind of where they drew a lot of the inspiration from this. Um, I think that... I don't know. It Honestly, it doesn't look great. I don't know if it looked better on Dreamcast, but it, it's not a great looking game. And the gameplay is just so very dry. Like I would be have been very disappointed to get this game and be like, wow, that's that's the depth of this game. Yeah, it's not a very deep game in what we experienced. I mean, you did. We do come across putting another reporter and you have to do like a dance battle with her. But it's just the same thing. It's the same thing. It's just yeah. pushing the directions and hitting X or circle. And uh, did it bug you too? The aliens said, like, sounded like they were saying kiss every time they appeared. It sounded to me like they were saying kick, but then the reporter was like, Oh, they're going to say something else. They're going to say shoot, shoot or something. I'm like that. I don't know what's going on. That's like it's not so the weird. word they're saying. Yeah. The aliens look like, like very, very like stretched out. Um, they're like gummy bears almost they look like stretched out of the what's the game with the like the sus guys uh, oh in uh, space i don't remember i don't play that game yeah uh, god it's so popular we yeah, should I know. know the name we of should this. know it among well, us among us yeah it's you know they look the like stretched out among us guys or like what's this, what's it called gumby 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 like multicolored gumbies that are gumbungus <laughs> so stupid uh yeah i mean i, I get you it it was it's a game. It's an interesting game. You know, what's really cool about this is it was released in 03. I don't remember when the Dreamcast was released, but it kind of shows you the failure of the Dreamcast and how quick it was. The fact that this was supposed to be like a premiere, like yeah. Dreamcast exclusive title, like came out on the console, was supposed to help drive console sales and, and be this new PS2. vision. <laughs> and it's on PS2 several years later. I like uh, so that's cool. I like the Jetsons future aesthetic that is they've got going yeah. on. I like that kind of era of, and you know, if they're relating it to, you know, like the big band music and stuff, I mean, that's kind of like the Jetsons was like that future fifties kind of setting. We should bring up a couple things though. So you have like a viewership meter in the bottom corner as well. That tells you like a percentage of viewers for the space station that are actively watching. And it starts you, I think 15%. And you also have a posse that travels around with you as well. And you pick them up as you kind of uh, rescue them. Ryan screwed up against put in so bad that she took like eight of oh, his yeah. people and yeah, left I them lost with one. All our posse and, and all so our viewers. You're just like sadly dancing down the side of this like building with one person next to you. It's like my one follower. Yeah, like, when you were playing and you had like the photographer dudes following you, like everybody looked like they were walking and having like, yeah, we're gonna go talk to some aliens and dance at him. And my people were like, oh no, we just lost everything. We're gonna die. What happened? Like, this isn't what we were envisioning when we started following you all of a sudden. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that, that was pretty interesting. So Brass Tax, uh, 37.88 for complete and box copy that peaked at 39.36 in June of 2022. It's trending down, rightfully so. Uh, loose copy is going to be 1484. That peaked at 2745 and also, well, I guess not also, but February 2022. It's holding its place right now. I think this is inflated. Certainly think it's inflated. I think uh, if you found this loose for five to ten bucks, um, you know, okay, cool. Great Why? game to pick up. For that. What are you going to do with it? You're, you're not going to play it. You're no, not going to sell it. I don't know. Five, ten bucks. Well, I mean, you could sell if you found it for five to ten bucks. Yeah, I guess that's true. Uh, so uh, five to ten bucks would be a good pickup uh, price for this. I think that's what it's worth. In fact, I paid five dollars for this game uh, when I worked at the game shop. 
Uh, that's what I paid for it. And I, you know, I was happy to pay it because it was $5. And if you look at my investment over $5 10 years, in pre COVID money, I've had six <laughs> times growth on this game in 10 years. You know, look at that. So let's talk first, second, third. I think based on the reaction, well, should that we, we talk comparisons had, between the games first a little bit more? I mean, we kind of like, have. So, I mean, in my mind, all three of these games, they all came out right around the same time, like within a year of each other. Um, and they all went in very different directions, but very similar, you know, baselines. Like they're all rhythm games, but one of them is purely memorization. I mean, it's not like the the button inputs between Parappa and this game are very different. And it's not like the... You know, they're both, you see somebody tell you what exactly inputs you need to do in the timing, and then you repeat and do it yourself. But having that visual aid and having actual, like, words that aren't just directions, like, makes it an experience. Like, just saying, you know, left, right, left to a beat isn't a song. But making the words and the timing of those be a song. And then Guitar Man doesn't even really like. There's no lyrics, but it's, well, it's music. There were lyrics. Well, yeah, actually, you're right. There yeah, were there lyrics. were lyrics. But I mean, you're playing along to the music part. Yeah. You're not really playing along to the lyric part. So you're trying to follow, you know, the actual music itself and. You're having to jump between all these different gameplay input styles. So it's like on the scale of complexity, I, I think that I always find in rhythm games myself, like with DDR, like I need to play on a higher level difficulty than the normal. And I can't play on easy because when there's not enough going on, I'm just waiting. And then I it's hard to keep the timing. Like it's about moving right from one thing to the next thing that makes it like you get into that zone where you can follow it. And I feel like Guitaru man has enough going on on screen that you want to get better at hitting those inputs. And it feels good when you do, cause you kind of do get into that zone. But like, no matter how much time I spent with Parappa the rapper, like I don't feel like I would feel like, Oh man, I just killed it. Yeah, no, good, good point. And, and that's really why I think Guitar Man like is my number one as well, because I, I was in the game. And even when we were finished, we're like, we should just keep playing this. Yeah. And like forgo the other two games. Or you said we so should have played it last. Yeah, or play so it, we could have ridden the high off of it. Yeah, like, dude, I mean, we're still kind of high off of it. But uh, yeah, I mean, it, I think it's the number one out of these three specifically because of that. And I think that, you know, until until like... Guitar Hero and stuff like that came out like, you know, that had a whole lot going on. You know, you're trying to do like all these different things. You're clacking, you're whammy barring, you're doing all the different buttons, multiple buttons. You know, the more in tune you feel with the complexity of the music, I think that it really has that effect of making you get in that zone and making it way more enjoyable. Like definitely no question. Guitar Man has to be our number one. Yeah. I think next is 
the rapper, the rapper. Um, you know, if you were to do a direct comparison between Space Channel 5 and that one, I think it does have a better rhythm and flow to it compared to Space Channel 5. Uh, you know, the inputs are there, which is nice, and you're able to actually follow a rhythm, and there's the, there's just a fun aspect about it as you're playing with, like, the funky characters and the stupid, crazy story of, like, yeah. 100 <laughs> years worth of noodles, and, like, it's just it's a wholesome type of game. Like, it's just fun. It's quirky. It's interesting. Space Channel 5 doesn't do that for me. Like, Space Channel 5 just almost feels like, you know, honestly scripted in a sense because it, it was. It was, we need you to go out into market it and create a game. It didn't matter what you did. Yeah. It didn't affect anything except for the rating and, like, the people following you. But, like, the whole purpose of that game was a, we want to make money by tailoring it to women. And then he's like, okay, cool, but I want to make it a little more broad, so I'm going to get to tailor both men and women. And it just didn't hit. Like, it's got good reviews, which is so interesting. Maybe it gets better as you progress, but I just didn't find it to be as fun. Um, I, even though Parappa Rapper is not my favorite rhythm game, I feel that the quirky story, it picks up enough for it to be fun. Yeah. And you want to continue playing because of that. Whereas Space Channel 5, I just didn't get that. And we played all of these an equal amount of time. Right. It's not like we played through the entirety of all these games. We just don't have time for that right now. But it, playing the same amount of time for each of these games, I totally would rather continue Power Rapper Rapper over Space Channel 5. Yeah, I think that, you know, the. How do I say this? The best part about Space Channel 5 is that, you know, they tried to do something different. But, I mean, it just didn't execute. And, you know, there might be a, a decent idea hidden in there somewhere. But, my God, man, it's two discs. And I don't know what they did with it. Like, what about this game reads that there's two discs? And it was a Dreamcast <laughs> game initially, right? So, like, I mean, it's not Shenmue. Like, yeah. why do we have multiple discs for this game? It's just kind of, you know, and somebody out there is going to yell at us like, oh, well, disc number two is like multiplayer and all this other stuff, which is probably true. That Maybe. probably is what it is. Gosh, and could you imagine if I had to make a set of inputs for you to follow in rhythm? God, what a fun game that would be. Yeah, it'd be so stupid. Like Simon just, says Battleship. <laughs> yeah, right. Like that. I just don't think that would be fun at all. Like you have what, maybe 10 inputs you have to do max. Like that's just not fun. I don't know why anybody would find that to be interesting. Yeah. So, so, I mean, today's, today's tier, we had some high highs, some middle middles and some low lows. I think <laughs> low, everything, low. <laughs> <laughs> everything was well represented here. Um, rhythm games are fun. If you like rhythm games, tell us your favorite rhythm games. One of mine is Voice that we played way early on on the show. It was actually, I think, our first review. It was like episode two or something that you and I did. This. No, not episode two. I don't remember when. It's like, actually, it's like episode 11 or 12 because different hosts with me back then. Um, yeah, but I mean, rhythm games are fun. I definitely enjoy them. So our tier here is, of course, uh, number one with the uh, gold cup from Mario Kart uh, is going to be uh, Guitar Man, followed by Power Rapper Rapper with his little silver cup. And then our bronze cup is going to go over to Space Channel 5 with Ulala. So definitely look at these games check them out of course subscribe to our podcast uh give us a shout out on social media we always like talking to people and we will catch you on our next episode my name's john i'm ryan and thanks for listening